Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. But there's only one God, and He will never be dethroned. He will never allow anyone to take His place, as Satan learned. And Michael the archangel with the angels of God throw out Satan and his followers. These fallen angels become his demons. So there's good news and bad news. The good news is they got kicked out of heaven. Praise God, he's done. The bad news is he's down here on earth wreaking havoc, trying to be the little God of this world. And Eden has fallen. And the world is a mess because Satan and man's sin. What a mess. The Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. Oh, where have you gone? You know, what planet? Saturn, you know, uh, Mars, you know. Forget those dead planets. I'm going where the action is. Out of all the millions of planets in the universe, Satan is obsessed with earth that has life and humans and riches and fame and fortune and power and glory and worship. I want the worship. I want them to worship me. I want to be God. I'm taking over this place. Well, I've been traveling around earth. I've been roaming roaming like a lion be of sober spirit be on the alert your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour i've been roaming i've been after some prey and i've been walking do you see that i've been walking around you know, we're so obsessed. We've we got to go to the stars. Let's put a man on the moon and let's walk on the moon. You know, first step on the moon. Satan doesn't care about the moon. He wants to walk on earth. Can I tell you, God walked on earth in the Garden of Eden. Remember Adam and Eve, they sin, they hide behind the trees, and they hear the footsteps of God walking in the garden. I think it's Jesus. I think it's a Christophanes. Jesus appearing. I believe Christ would walk and talk with Adam and Eve, and they were in perfect fellowship and harmony. It's like the old hymn in the garden, right? And he walks with me and talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Walking with God. But God ain't walking down here no more. Sin, rebellion, evil, Satan has taken over. And now Satan walks the planet. And the place is a mess. Verse 8. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth. He's like number one. We're like tight. He loves me so much. I delight in him. I boast about him. Let me tell you his qualities, his attributes. A blameless and upright man. 
fearing God. He has holy reverence for me and turning away from evil. He's got like the heart of David, repentant. He's not perfect, but he walks with me and we fellowship. And I just love Job. Have you noticed him? Oh, yeah, Satan notices God's children. Satan notices God's children that are blessed and they move up and they're powerful and they have influence and they're doing things for God. And Satan wants to bring them down and destroy them. Can I tell you, Satan knows your name. He knows your number. He knows where you live. He knows what you're doing for God. He knows if you're shining your light and he wants to snuff it out. God delights in his children. He brags about them. He thinks about them. He's obsessed with you. He can't live without you. So he sent his son to die on the cross to save you from your sins. He's numbered the hairs of your head. You're like the apple of his eye. You're like the treasure of his heart. He can't wait to come back and get us. Come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. He brags about us. But the bad news is Satan is bad-mouthing you. He talks trash about you, smack about you. He insults you. And he even has the goal to go before the throne of God and speak against you. Verse 9. Then Satan answered the Lord. Does Job fear God for nothing? He's using you. It's because of all the stuff you give him. He doesn't really love you, God. He loves the stuff. He wants the payoff. He'll throw you away if he loses his blessings. Verse 10. Have you not made a hedge, a wall about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You send your Holy Spirit to cover and protect him like a spiritual fortress of power, and I can't break through. You protect him. You protect his kids, his grandkids, even his little dog, you know, his pets, his farm, his blessings, his businesses, all his stuff are under your protection. You protect him on every side. It's like a spiritual force field and I cannot penetrate it, kind of like Star Trek, right? Shields up, the invisible shield. It's like the Iron Dome, right, of missiles that protect our country. I know everyone's worried. Oh, you know, North Korea, they're going to nuke us. Well, we got Iron Dome, and if anything comes, our missiles will knock it down. We set it up for the Israelis, you know, Iron Dome. It is a protection. Christians have a spiritual iron dome. We have the power of God to knock out the enemy's missiles and his attacks against us. And God protects you and your house and your car and your pets and your family and your kid, grandkids. It pays to be a believer. There's benefits. But Job has wrong motivations. He doesn't care about you. You take away his stuff and he'll dump you like a brick. You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. It's like whatever he touches turns to gold. He's talented. He's hardworking. Now, can I tell you, Job is not lazy. 
Job didn't have it just given to him. He wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth, a, a, what do they call it, the trust fund baby. No, he works hard. He built a business. He built a home. He built a family with the help of God. He persevered. He worked hard. He invested. He saved. And yes, God blessed everything that he did. Now, I'm an ex-banker. I have a background in real estate and finances and investments. And can I tell I've done the stock market. I've bought and sold homes. And sometimes I did the best that I could, and I lost my shirt, right? It goes up, it goes down, you make a deal. I thought it was going to keep going up, and I've blown it. But in spite of myself, God has still blessed me. God took this little bit of money, this little investment, and he blessed me, and it turned around. I'm like, thank you, Lord. So I give him the credit. I worked, I did my best, but I did get God's blessings. Have you experienced God blessing you in spite of yourself, blessing your family, your business, your home? Maybe you got to buy that dream, you know, and God blessed it like Job. Verse 11, but put forth your hand now and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. He will cuss you out. Go ahead, God. Put forth your finger, your power. You can wipe out all his stuff in a snap of a finger. God, I want to incite you against your children. I want to turn you against the believers. Satan is evil. You ever see someone try to divide a family, divide husband and wife, hurt kids, hurt parents? This is the devil. The devil is out to destroy your home, to wreck your marriage, to run your business into the ground. He wants to curse you. He wants to get God to turn his back on you, which he won't. So he tries to get you to turn your back on God, and I've seen it. I blame God. I hate God. Why did this happen? Why did my baby die? Why did I go through this divorce? Why did my business fail? God, I hate you, and now I turn my back on you. Boy, Satan's good at that. And he makes it look like God did it. Do you see it? And he has fooled you. Verse 12. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. I'll pull back. I'll lower the force field. I'll give you a doorway in. You can touch his stuff. You can touch his family, his farm, his animals, his pets. But you cannot touch him. You cannot touch his person, his body. We find out that Satan is a demonic dog on a leash. And God controls him from hurting his family. Now, the good news is this. If you're a Christian, you're under God's protection. You're one of his. If you're not a Christian, that's the bad news. God is not obligated to protect you, to bless you, to protect your family and your stuff. That's why you should become a Christian. 
and be like Job. Experience God's power and protection and strength. He'll be a fortress around you if you will say, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my marriage. I give you my business. I give you my family. Then you get God's protection. But people are naive. They think everybody gets protected by God. No, no, no. You know, my parents, they fed us kids. They housed us. They clothed us. I'm sorry we didn't open the doors to all the neighbor kids. They're not my kids, you know. So family takes care of its own. The church is the family of God under his protection, his promises, his obligation. Our heavenly father feeds us. He, he meets our needs, right? So Satan is limited by God on a leash pulled back from hurting God's children. And he needs divine permission. It is required from God. You want to touch my kids, you got to go through me, right? My grandkids. So God becomes a wall of protection. The Holy Spirit protects us, the shield. And Satan must get God's permission. And he does. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. I got what I wanted. I'm out of here. I'm on a fast trail back to earth. It obsesses me, those humans. And that Job, he's on the top. He thinks he's king of the hill. I'm going to knock him down. I'm going after the top Christians, you know. A lot of times uh, Christians will come to me and say, Pastor John, you know, I've been under demonic attack, and Satan himself attacked me. Well, I think it was probably one of his little demons. <laughs> I think Satan's after the big wigs. I think he's after like Billy Graham and, you know, Chuck, uh, former Pastor Chuck Smith who passed away or, you know, uh, powerful believers. In the book of Daniel, we see Satan and his demons are after kingdoms and kings and emperors, the prince of Persia and, you know, powerful world leaders. He's after the big shots to bring them down, to bring them under his control. And it's sad that humans would make allegiance to the devil. I have talked to Satanists and said, you know, why would you sell your soul to the devil? Well, he promised to give me things. You know, money, women, drugs, fame, fortune. Make, make me into a movie star. Make me uh, a singer, an incredible musician. You know, to sell your soul to the devil. He's going to destroy you in the end. He's giving you toys that he's going to take back and destroy your soul. And so the good news is maybe you've made a pact with the devil. You've made an uh, allegiance. You, you've sold out. But through the power of the cross, you can break that pledge. You could break that covenant that was evil and demonic. And through the power of Jesus, through his powerful name, through the blood of the cross, you could say, in Jesus' name, I bind you. I break you, Satan. You cannot have me. You cannot have my kids. You cannot have my business. You cannot have my home. And you plead the blood, and you can break those foolish decisions that you've made in the past. Satan's trashing you. He's insulting you. Talking smack. 
ripping you up before the throne of God in heaven behind your back. And you thought he was your friend. You thought there was no devil. And he's been the one messing you up. He's been the one ripping you off. The thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan has been cursing us all. And we've been blaming the wrong person. We've been thinking it was God. And we'll find out later that really it was the devil. What is the point of all this? To get blessed by Jesus. You see, God really wants to bless you. He's looking for a reason and an excuse to bless you. And if you receive Christ, if you will come to the cross, that is the beginning of the Pandora's box, to the gates of heaven opening wide and the blessings of Christ. Do you want to be blessed like Job? Christ is the source to all of God's blessings. You must have a personal relationship with Christ. Once you have Christ, you get it all. It's the whole tamale, right? If you have Christ, you will get life and life abundant. You will get life eternal when you die. You will get all the blessings, the inheritance, the good gifts from our good, good Father, do you see? But it's a package deal. And you can't say, well, I'll just, you know, get Christ and get his blessings, and then I'll throw them under the bus. No. If you're able to throw away Christ, it's the package deal. You throw it all away. You know, there's some people think, well, I'll just pray a prayer. I'll just come to the cross. I'll, you know, kind of make a promise to God, and then I'll break the promise and keep all God's gifts and throw him away. No, no, no. It's all connected. If you have the Son, you have life. If you don't have the Son of God, you don't have life. You must have a relationship with him now. Does that make sense? I think our eternal security, all that we have is wrapped up in Jesus. If you got the Son, you got it all. You have security. You have a future. You have the blessings of God. But if you've tried to throw the son away, denounce him, cut him off, turn your back on him, I'm afraid you have lost it all. I was thinking of Daniel, and he had the gift of dreams. Uh, and Daniel in the lion's den and his commitment to prayer and seeing visions. And remember, he wouldn't pray to anyone but the true God, and he ends up in the lion's den. And the angels come and protect him, right? Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel is on his knees, and he's in prayer. His custom to pray in the windowsill of his house, praying and getting communication back and forth from heaven. And if you read later Daniel chapter 10, you will see that the angels are involved in his prayers. Communication back and forth from heaven. And the angels give him dreams and visions. The angels come and interpret the dreams and give him supernatural strength. And you see that Daniel enters into spiritual warfare. 
And the angel tells him, well, I was fighting another demon and he was holding me up and, and we needed another powerful angel. I think, was it Michael, I think, comes and helps me. And I was finally able to make it from heaven down to earth and I've come because of your prayers. And I bring you communication. I bring you the vision. I bring you the interpretation. Write it down. Write your book of Daniel. And so through Daniel, we see that there is a spiritual realm of angels and demons. And they're fighting in the heavenlies. They're fighting around us. And we don't even realize. And the angel explains to him that there are angels behind the thrones in this prince of Persia. Angels, demons that are obsessed with controlling world forces and people. And I wish these demons would leave our world. Right? It was good news when Jesus came because he came to break the works of the devil. And if you read the ministry of Jesus, he sends the demons back to hell. He sends the demons fleeing and screaming. And he sets people free. And he fights the darkness. And we are in a battle of light and darkness between angels and demons. Can I tell you, it's not circumstance, it's not coincidence that those horrible things happen to you. Satan's after you. His demons are wreaking havoc in your life. They want to destroy you and your family, your home, your work, your goal, your dreams, your ministry, your church. Satan's working overtime. But the good news is we have the cross. We have the blood. We have the powerful name of Jesus. We have the family of God. We have the powerful sword of the Spirit, the Holy Scriptures that we can quote to these demons and send them fleeing. We have the power of the Holy Spirit and his giftings, his powerful fruit in our life. We got to stand up, right? Uh, Ephesians, the armor of God, and stand firm and face the enemy and stand in prayer and push the darkness back. Prepare for spiritual warfare. Satan has been mounting his attack against you, your family, your home, your business, and your blessings. He wants to destroy all those gifts, all those blessings that God has given you. Don't let him. Take a stand. Stand in the gap. Stand in prayer. What was the movie? A War Room. And you see the black Christian lady, how she fights in prayer. And she has a room that she's dedicated, a room of prayer. And she's doing spiritual battle. And people are getting saved and breakthroughs and miracles because she just won't let the devil kick her around anymore. The devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy all of your blessings. Walk close with Jesus. Pray up. Read up. Write your scriptures and show up for church. Wake up. Pay attention. Prepare for battle. Look behind the scenes. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we speak your powerful name 
in faith. We plead the blood. We uphold the cross. And we shine you. We lift you up higher and higher. May we stand in your powerful Holy Spirit because he is greater, the one who is in us, than he, Satan, who's in the world. May we walk in the power of your word. May we speak it out loud boldly. May we read it. May we meditate on it. May we memorize it and use it as a powerful sword to whack back the enemy and his demons of hell. Holy Spirit, we do intercede for ourselves, our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, even our pets, even our business, our cars, our homes, our gifts. You've given us so many blessings. May we fight for them. May we protect them from the devil's attack. But may we love you, Lord God, more than any gift you've given. May we put you first. May we not turn our back on you. May we not blame you. May we love you more and more and trust you no matter what may come. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567, and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.